0: I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Well, everybody knows your name. Hello. Welcome to the Liberal Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lycadaisical Liberal Cube. I am going to try, as I say every episode, to stick to the timer. What timer? <clears throat> Excuse me, you might ask, is one in which counts down a series of five, of uh, five-minute segments. The segments, of course, being movie monologue, television talk, book banter, game gabbing, and internet intercourse. So that's the game plan, anyways. Let's see. If I can follow it, uh, fingers crossed, let's say. Ladies and gentlemen. Today's movie monologue sponsor is... One-Eyed Sex Panther Cologne. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first, Jumanji colon... Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle indeed. Uh, yeah, so, uh, this is the second in the Jumanji franchise. <laughs> Although, is Zathura part of said franchise? I do believe it would be, right? Like, a uh, same world in which... You could be pulled into a board game. However, in this case, because board games are dumb and kids don't like board games anymore, um, we are instead pulled into a video game. Ah, interesting. (coughs) The one the sort of uh, dumb yeah I'll go ahead and call it dumb thing about that is they treat uh, the viewer as if they have never seen or heard of a video game at all. Basically. Uh, so, you know I I, I should say it like that because the missus who I watched this with, I should say, uh, who has very little knowledge of video games, uh, some things that they sort of said that I think could have been taken for granted, uh, I think she didn't know about. So, you know, there's that. Uh, you know what? This is just a, a, a good, uh, dumb, actiony, funny from time to time uh, movie uh, it, it is what it is it sets out to be a Jumanji film in which kids are pulled into a video game and are find themselves in the body of uh, adults and have to complete a task and they of course do duh uh, so just kind of a, a delightful romp let's call it so I'm going to give it a uh, like a 4 out of 5 yeah yeah, I, I did enjoy it and I like the sort of video game despite me saying they dumbed it down uh, I I did like that aspect of it as opposed to the board game of the original. Uh, okay, next is The Poker King. Yes, uh, I find Netflix movies, like, they sort of promote them. So, like, you see it a million times and you're like, fine, fuck, I'll watch it. Uh, and that's how I felt about The Poker King, which I actually didn't know was based on a true story. And seemingly somewhat accurate to the true story, uh, at least from my... A vague amount of research that I did, which is... just about none. Yeah, let's just say none to keep it safe. Uh, the movie was okay. Uh, Jack Black was okay. Mm, I think I'll go like a solid... Pff, no, not a solid. I'll go a three. That's not solid. Sometimes it slips into a 2.5. Uh, it, it wasn't great. didn't really pull me in. Uh, the laughs were few and far between. Um... The Polka King. Meh. Moving on to... Ah, this was... Yeah, my favorite of the movies in this segment. Lucky. uh, Starring Harry Dean Stanton. Uh, The spiritual journey of a 90-year-old atheist. Huh. Yeah, I I guess he was an atheist. Uh, Really, really well done. Uh, Just sort of a a fascinating... uh, I like movies that are like this. It's just sort of a dude doing his thing uh, in life. There's There's not necessarily a story per se. It's just how he is living his life. I, I guess the story was he sort of comes to the realization that he's old. Uh, and it almost sort of surprises him, which is kind of a kind of a cool little thing. Um, acting incredible story such as it is, incredible. Um, it's beautiful like uh, whoever filmed this knew what they were doing clearly Uh, easy for me to give this a five out of five highly recommend this movie Uh, that being said uh, I can see there's potentially people who wouldn't like this sort of movie just sort of like nothing per se really happens it's more character uh, character heavy than story heavy I guess is a way you could look at it but still really really good Loved it. Uh, Moving on to Parrot Sketch Not Included, colon. 20 years of Monty Python. Uh, Yeah, I think I mentioned last uh, episode I was thinking of watching a bunch of Monty Python in these movie monologues as they're recently available on Netflix. Uh, That being said, uh, I've seen a lot of them and the desire to watch every single one is not high right now, so I, I don't think I'm going to do that necessarily, but uh, this was just sort of a compilation of sketches from The Flying Circus, which uh, I hadn't seen in a while, so uh, if you like Monty Python, you'll like this. Hey, easy as that. Go like a four out of five, or maybe five out of five, depending on the sketch, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Last but not least, Ricky Gervais, colon, Humanity. Uh, it's his Netflix special. It was really, really good. Uh, you know what normally uh, I don't bring back uh, stand-up specials because you don't what, what do you say he told jokes they don't those jokes good make make laugh me yeah like uh, not really much to say uh, we're out of time so it sort of worked out and that's why I put this last uh, actually planned ahead for a change uh, the reason I did want to bring this one back is because there was a lot of laughs uh, it got very very dark um and I like a dark comedy and uh, I I'd go like a 5 out of 5. Uh yeah. Good stuff. Television talk. Today's television talk sponsor is Trivial Pursuit Toilet Paper, or TPTP, if you prefer. Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, I stumbled upon, you know what, I can't remember how I came upon this, uh, th- this, uh, beautiful, beautiful television show, uh, called The Big Fat Quiz of the Year, uh, <clears throat> basically what it is is ah the devil is I feel like I haven't had one of those double is's in a while what it is is uh, every year in uh, Britain great Britain uh, they'll have a, a, a trivia show hosted by Jimmy Carr in which uh, three groups of two celebrities uh, will compete in a, a trivia a, a bar, a pub style trivia uh, uh, competition about all the things that happened in the previous year. Genius! Yeah, I I wish they uh, had something like this well, I have this, what do I need something like this? Yeah, it's great Uh, I I think it was because uh, I was looking for other things with Jimmy Carr, just because I'm such a huge Jimmy Carr fan. Uh, He just an amazing host uh, amazing stand-up comedian uh, super, super funny quick dude Uh, If you're unfamiliar with him, uh, stand-up comedian, probably more widely known in uh, Britain and England, of course, but uh, definitely check out his stuff, uh, including this. So I watched uh, from 2014, no, I don't think that's right. Uh, I think I watched. Yeah, I, I shoot. I, I gotta fix that. Uh, I wrote my notes 2014 to 2017. But no, I uh, I watched from I think it was 2004 to 2017. So there's there's quite a few episodes, and they're each like an hour and a half long. So they're not uh, they're not messing around with these. Um, some of the guests. Let's just see if I can uh, pull up a list of. Uh so yeah, it was two thousand four. Uh Simon Pegg, Rob Bryden. Uh Rob Bryden. That's another uh person who I, I think he may be my favorite of the uh, guests on, on, on these. And and it it's sort of like reoccurring. Some people come back. They'll they'll have different people every year. Uh, and some will come back from time to time Some maybe someone will come three times in a row and then you won't see them again and that, that sort of thing but Rob Brydon David Mitchell um, looking at some of my favorite ones Russell Brand was uh, actually uh, pretty interesting as he often is uh, Alan Carr, oh yeah that guy's fun, uh, Richard Ayoade uh, you may recognize him from uh, the IT show uh, basically it's just the six funny people plus jimmy carr haha <laughs> uh sitting around shooting the shit uh telling jokes about funny things that happened over the course of the previous year and it is a recipe for uh hilarity and uh, you're gonna learn a few little trivia tidbits i guess is a is a silver lining or if not silver bronze it's a bronze lining and uh they are, some some lovely, lovely person has put them all up on YouTube. So uh, that's where I watch them. And uh, I hope you do the same. Easy. Easy for me to give these a 5 out of 5. Uh, pay particular attention to, yeah, uh, David Mitchell's a good one. As I say, Rob Braddon, sort of the quintessential dry British sense of humor, I feel like. Uh, Noel Fielding, yeah, he's an interesting dude who was there a lot. James Corden. Claudia Winkleman. Yeah, uh, that's that's one thing they... Uh, especially earlier on, it seemed to be mostly uh, just all guys. <laughs> so you got a show with seven people, and uh, usually six or seven of them are all guys, which uh, seemingly they're trying to change in later years, which is a good thing. Uh, Eddie Izzard, or Izzard, if you prefer. Jonathan Ross. Jamie Oliver. Uh, I wish... They did a, uh, a North American version where they got some uh, uh, comedians that, uh, who, who would be good? Who would be a good host? Uh, you know, Adam Carolla, that's a potential host. Both him and Jimmy Carr have a similar sort of dark sense of humor. Hmm. Think about it. Book banter. Today's book banter sponsor is Levy Pants. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, going to be talking A Confederacy of Dunces by John Kennedy Toole. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a book, I don't really know how, and uh, this seems to be a good theme of this episode where I don't know how I heard of things, Uh, but uh, it's a book that somehow, some way had sort of percolated into my brain over the years where I feel like every once in a while it would come up. Uh, so for that reason, maybe you put it in the quote unquote classic book category, Mm, question mark. Uh, although it did come out in 1980, so it's not that old. Well, <laughs> I was born in 81, so maybe that's why I'm saying that. Uh, okay, so let me look at the, uh, the the wiki to see if that will help me describe it. Because it's a difficult book to describe. Uh, let me see if I can do it sans wiki first. Uh, it's about this dude, <laughs> lives with his mother, uh, wears a strange green hunting cap um loves hot dogs yeah, really really loves hot dogs. He's he's sort of he's always described as like a giant like he's very tall and very fat and just sort of takes up a lot of space. Um, he went to college uh, and probably thinks he's much smarter than he is uh, and, and just an, an under an undercarriage, Yeah, okay, let's use that word. An undercarriage of strangeness about him. Just sort of a weird, lives-at-home-alone, geeky, not nerdy. I'm going geeky as closer to circus geek than anything dude. Uh, And and we're sort of following him, uh, trying to make money for the reason that his mother got in a car accident and is sued and they'll basically lose everything they have unless they can pay back the person that they wronged in this automobile accident yeah that, that, that's sort of the main story focus of it uh this this is a question i i wish i had like a uh someone who had read every book i had read uh and i could bounce this idea off them but um you know what there's there's Possibly crossover here. Uh, Upton Sinclair, uh, his book called *The Jungle*. For some reason, uh, and, and it's hard to put my finger on exactly, this book and that book uh, remind me—they have similarities where, when it, as I was reading this. And this really doesn't make sense, almost, if you've read both books, because this is uh, definitely much more leaning towards a comedy, whereas uh, The Jungle by Upton Sinclair is one of the most depressing books I've ever read in my life. Uh, I've read that one a couple times, actually. Um, so I, I don't know why I'm getting at it. And up to and including, uh, and this is where it sort of cemented for me the most, is uh, I really liked the beginning of this book, and I really liked The Beginning of the Jungle, but uh, eventually both books sort of reach a point where they get, um, I don't want to say impenetrable, but, uh, instead I will say boring. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, this, this, like, I was interesting, it was interesting to see the, the, uh, what's his name? Yeah, he's got a funny name, too. Uh, his name is Ignat- Ignatius J. Riley. So, if you could tell right there. Um him sort of for the first time in his life joining the workforce uh, sort of fascinating to see that Uh, but then it sort of degrades into uh, things that are uh, not interesting yeah okay let me read about this guy Uh, Ignatius Jack Riley something of a modern Don Quixote yeah okay that makes sense eccentric, idealistic, and creative sometimes to the point of delusion in his yeah so uh, uh, Ignatius is of the mindset that he does not belong in the world and that his numerous failings are the work of some higher power he continually refers to the goddess Fortuna as having spun him downwards on her wheel of fortune Ignatius loves to eat and his masturbatory fantasies lead in strange directions his mockery wait i like reading this this is a good description his mockery of obscene images is portrayed as a defensive posture to hide their titillating effect on him although considering himself to have an expansive and learned worldview ignatius has an aversion to ever leaving the town of his birth Uh, which is New Orleans, just incidentally, Uh, and frequently bores friends and strangers with with the story of his sole abortive journey out of New Orleans, a trip to Baton Rouge on a Greyhound scenic cruiser bus, which Ignatius recounts as a traumatic ordeal of extreme horror. Uh, See, that's interesting, that that, that description there. I, I enjoyed whoever wrote that you did a good job that was a fun read whereas this book was at some points a fun read but uh, not enough for me to give it anything higher than like a three uh, you know what four to even some five out of five moments to start uh, denigrating to twos and ones towards the end where I sort of lost interest and trailed off a little bit so for that reason the book as a whole gets a three out of five haha Today's game cabin sponsor is Tashanka Canned Meat. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, talking for the second question mark time uh, Escape from Tarkov. Why am I uh, revisiting a, a video game? Something I very rarely do. Uh, because they've uh, recently, from my perspective, I should say, uh, updated it with a fairly uh, expansive update. Uh, one so expansive that uh, any uh, profiles that you had on the game were wiped. Ooh, back to square one, everyone. Uh, so, so it was that combined with the fact that there's like a whole new uh, level area to explore. Uh, and the fact that this game, something about it really sort of pulls me in. And... I really, uh, I can't think of a time where I've wished I was better at shooting in video games. I'm just really not very good at it for some reason. Uh, it's probably, I would assume, a combination of age and the fact that uh, I never really played online uh, shoot-em-up type games because I don't like them because I'm not good at them. Uh, this one, you can sort of make up for it a little bit. Like... Um, I, if you're unfamiliar, you can listen to my first talk of the game, but um, one of the things that sort of make this interesting is almost a feeling of gambling. And by that I mean... Uh, so you have a stash of goods, guns, armor, healing stuff, much, much more, but we'll just limit limit it to that. Uh, and then you decide what... Uh, of your stash you're going to bring in to the level to use to fight against other people um, the, the the sort of gambling aspect comes in the fact that if you die which I do most of the time uh, everything you brought in with you is basically gone yeah you 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 gambled. You lost. Uh, and, the, and I think the reason you feel that sort of uh, a risk versus reward is the decision do you go in with really good armor, really good guns, uh, lots of healing items, or do, do you go in sort of souped up, ready to kill? Uh, or do you go in with nothing and try to sort of get lucky and uh, work your way up? From uh, from having nothing to hopefully by the end killing some things and then getting better guns and then using those better guns to kill people and get still yet better guns. Uh, that's not usually the way it works for me, just because I'm not good. Uh, despite that, there's things you can do. Uh, you can be sneaky. That, that, that's that's one way. Uh, there's a the new level doesn't yet have. Um, uh, bots, They call them scavs in this game. Uh, so you can go in and sort of, for the most part, avoid fellow players somewhat easily. The The sort of trick there is just uh, wait, you know, 10 15 minutes, and a lot of them will have left the level with their goodies. Uh, doing that, of course, you're not going to get as good a stuff as they would have got, but uh, you're also less likely to die. Um, uh, something about it. Um, pulling me back in uh, is also the uh, <laughs> inventory management at its finest, I think was a uh, quote I used from my last talk of Escape from Tarkov. Um, basically, your stash is not infinite, so uh, you have to be wary of containing too much junk. Uh, I, I almost wish I, I should have posted a picture of my stash and sort of how I have it set up because... Uh, this very rarely comes up actual worktop as far as what I do for a living uh, my title is data maintenance specialist ooh, ladies please, please, calm down uh, so uh, maybe it's some of that uh, has crossed over into this game as far as being able to uh, organize things in a fashion that is both pleasing to the eye and also makes good use of the space that you have available I don't know Tarkov uh, an interesting game sometimes I love it sometimes I hate it uh, let's go like a four out of five why not Today's Internet Intercourse sponsor is. Micro Machines! Domestic details, stupendously styled, smaller than not this one or this one. And now with a totally terrific town, the new Micro Machine Super City Toolbox Playset. Close this, a mild matter, Toolbox open, it's a Micro Machine USA. Cruise your mini Micro Machine vehicles, place and boats to the police station, the marine, the mini motorcycle repair shop, the gas station, the construction office, work, the wheel working to bridge, highway, passenger, wagon, garage door, or take a Micro Machine flying machine and pull a landing. Phew, this place has it all! The new Micro Machine Super City Toolbox Playset from the loom. The one of only outrageous original miniatures, remember, if it doesn't say Micro Machines, it's not the Thank you micro machines for sponsoring this internet intercourse. I don't know the first I have made the transition. Uh okay wait, Let me start at the beginning. When I first let us listen and started boom, yeah, when I first started listening to podcasts, I would listen to them As you do by pushing the play button and uh, listening at a normal speed of whatever that initial button did. Then, within the last year or two, uh, I realized that there was a button that would play the podcasts at 1.5 speed. Oh my god. This, This means I can listen to more podcasts. I'll just play them at a faster speed. Uh... Quickly, Surprisingly quickly, your brain uh, compensates for that extra speed, and you don't even notice. Uh, in fact, to illustrate that point, quite often, uh, we'll get in the car, or uh, the missus will hear me listening to a podcast, and it'll start playing, and she'll be like, uh, speed, speed because <laughs> she's gotten so used to asking me to play it at a normal speed uh, and I had not even noticed that it was not playing at a normal speed. The the, the one exception is, and it's it's kind of funny actually, is if you ever hear a song on a podcast uh, that you recognize but you're listening to it at 1.5 speed, the song will sound funny. Uh, but, but other than that, you really don't even notice after a while. Uh, anyways, I bring this up because I have recently, in the past... A couple of weeks... Oh, no, yeah, like a, a week ago... I started listening to podcasts at two times the normal speed. What? This is insane. Uh, I think it was because I... So so gotten used to 1.5... That the jump to 2... Uh, didn't seem that crazy. Uh, I had tried 2 before... And it didn't... Uh, it, it was too fast. But But now... Uh, I, I'm doing it all the time, and again, your brain gets so used to it, sort of freakishly quickly, it almost feels like, uh, that uh, it, it's just incredible um, brain stuff, I'll call it. Uh, the reason I did it was because I threw my back out, uh, so I had to work from home for a full week, and uh, when I work from home, I don't listen to podcasts like I do at work. Uh, I usually just have like the TV on in the background, excuse me, so... Um, I was really falling behind in my podcast listening, so I sort of just did it as an experiment, and it took. So uh, very, very cool. Try to if you listen to podcasts and love them and want more of them in your life, try at least 1.5 and uh, see how quickly you get used to that. Uh, save the two for the professionals like myself, though. <sighs> Moving on to Avengers cast on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, I think this was three separate nights, or maybe it was even four, where he had, uh, because the cast is friggin' huge, um, I think he had four or five uh, stars from the show each night. Uh, And and it was really pretty cool. Uh, uh, Just standard sort of interview fare, but uh, they also played some games. Uh, One thing I think he had them all do was draw their characters... Uh, and then he sold those to charity, so uh, just a cool... I, I know this could fit in television talk as well, but uh, as I often say, I watch all my uh, TV on the internets, including YouTube, where I watched these clips. So, you know, I jam it in if I feel like it, and I did. Uh, I, I would recommend checking them out, it's just sort of interesting. Uh, I can't wait to see this movie. Uh, one thing I've heard is that uh, there's a big spoiler going around and uh, it, it's easy to have it spoiled for you. So far, I have avoided whatever that spoiler is. Somehow, some way, I'm pretty good at avoid, uh, avoiding spoilers. Uh, so, you know, knock on wood. Uh, next is Alton Brown on Hot Ones. Oh yeah, this was a good combination. Alton Brown, food guy. Uh, Sean Evans, hot food guy. Eating hot food, uh, both with their shaved heads. So they got that going as well. One thing Alton did, that, uh, th- and almost the reason I brought this back, uh, just the sort of dude who goes on the show, so freakishly knowledgeable and interesting, uh, and did something that had never been done on the show, and that was as he sort of ate the wings with the hot sauces, if you're unfamiliar with hot ones, I should say, uh, it's where uh, people go on, they eat a, a series of hotter and hotter uh, chicken wings, uh the the sauces on them are hotter and hotter uh and then have an interview as that is happening in the background um what alton did that was sort of different was as he was eating them he would rate the sauces and sort of put them in his order of best to worst so uh that was a a cool little a little tidbit there uh okay so we're out of time i was going to talk about drop D for D stuff but what about maps okay yeah so i'll just do that quickly um I use, uh, if you're unfamiliar with d and d it stands for Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that thing. Uh, I'm uh, DMing a game right now, um, and I use the sort of uh, 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 computer hooked up to a TV for visuals where I'll put up, uh, you, you know, uh, just sort of ambience, <laughs> uh, but also pictures of baddies and stuff. Uh, recently, it was just links to pictures on the internet. But uh, every once in a while, I would click on those links and they would have gone dead. So what I did was uh, downloaded all the pics, uh, uploaded them to a Dropbox. Uh, and that way, now when I click on the links, um, I have them. They're, they're in my Dropbox. So that's just sort of a, a cool little recommend. Uh, the other thing I recently did and I kind of wish uh, I would have taken some before and after, that would have been cool, but I didn't, was I turned a old uh, backgammon table into a uh, D&D uh, map, uh, digital map table. So basically, uh, I took a coffee table and put a TV in it so that I can have maps uh, pop up on the TV uh, and then use that as sort of the maps for the game. Uh, my question is, I haven't really figured out a good way to do that necessarily like in in, in practice like I, I have the TV set up uh, I, I can have visuals show up on it uh, I looked one thing I uh, experimented with was uh, roll 20 uh, my, my sort of main thing is that I want something okay, let me explain what, what I want yeah what I really really want I want a zig zig huh uh, okay so what I want is I put a map on the screen and then cover it with a fog of war. If you're unfamiliar with that term, it just means uh, some of the map will be covered until the people playing sort of explore the areas and then they'll be able to see those areas of the map. Sort of a uh, uh, logical. It's, it's a, from a video game thing, but it's it's also a D&D thing. Uh, it, it does sort of make sense. Um, World 20 does it. It's just the... the it's cl- I felt it was clunky and I'd have to break my maps up into like multiple 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 different pieces because you can only have images of such a large size Uh, and and it was very very technical and complicated I felt like Um, and and, oh yeah I have from Steam Dungeon Painter I think it's called uh, it's map making software Uh, that's pretty good um, I think I'm going to use that to make the actual maps. I've just done one so far. I do need to polish it up a bit. The, the thing I like about that is you can take maps you found online and input them to it, and then just sort of edit them with the software. Or uh, kind of what I've done, uh, or have learned to do now, is um, say you're in a castle uh, and you find a cool map of a room within a castle can bring that room into the software and then attach it to other rooms using the software it, it does seem to work pretty well um, but I, I just want good ways in which I can implement maps on it in a digital map case in a coffee table yeah so if you listening to this uh, I, I ask you what do you use uh, you can uh, tweet at me Jordan underscore maywood uh, you can uh, you know That's probably the best way, I would assume. Or if you're uh, somehow listening to this on YouTube, throw it in the comments there. Uh, I think that's it. We'll call it a day, folks. It's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory.